This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Welcome to the One Verse Podcast. I'm your teacher for this podcast, Jeremy Myers. Today, we are looking at Jonah 4.9. I've titled this podcast, Disgusted with God. You ever been disgusted with God? You know, maybe with how God seems to let evil go unchecked. Maybe how he seems unable or maybe unwilling to protect you or your family or your plans, your future. Maybe how God seems to bless the wicked (laughs) while not helping the righteous. Have you ever been so disgusted with how God seems to behave that you simply didn't want anything to do with him any longer? By way of full disclosure, I have felt that way before. It's not a fun place to be in. I've come out of it since because I've learned some new things about God. But uh, Jonah felt that way as well. He was so disgusted with God that he asks God in verse 9, Jonah 4, verse 9, to damn him. Uh, This and uh, more is what we're going to see today in our study of Jonah 4, 9. And we'll learn something about ourselves as well along the way. Now, uh, this is episode number 98, which means we only have uh, two more verses in Jonah and... Uh, The final episode on the final verse will be episode 100. (laughs) I did not plan that, I promise, but it's pretty exciting. Uh, After we finish with the story of Jonah, I'm going to take, I don't know, maybe four, six, eight weeks off. I'm not quite sure yet, just so I can enjoy Christmas and the new year with my my family. And um, I also will be trying to figure out what we will be turning to next. I do not yet know what we will be studying next on this podcast. I have some ideas, but I haven't settled on anything yet. Now, as we get close to uh, conclusion of our study of Jonah, I would like to ask you to partner with me uh, in helping this podcast get recorded, produced, and published. You may not realize it, but this podcast, uh, although it's free for you, it costs me a couple thousand dollars a year to produce, Uh, you know, with equipment fees, software licensing fees, audio file hosts, there's all all these fees related to it. I do most of the work myself, obviously, Um, but there's all those fees, so... I would, as we sort of get to the end of the year here, if you and, and the end of our study of Jonah, if you've benefited from this podcast and would like to see it continue, would you partner with me? I would really greatly appreciate that. There's two ways to do it. You can just make a donation if you'd like. Just go to redeeminggod.com slash partner. You can leave a donation there. The other way is to join my online discipleship group for $9 a month or $89 a year. Uh, that Those fees help go pay for my fees of uh, running the site, running the podcast, running my blog, publishing my books. And by joining, you also get access to all of my courses, my online Bible and theology courses. So if you want to do that, you can just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Okay, so the donation, redeeminggod.com slash partner, and the discipleship group, redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you. Either way, I will I greatly appreciate any way you can help as we close out the year and this study of Jonah. Now, let's get on with our study of Jonah 4.9. So the primary issue of verse 9 is how to understand God's question to Jonah. The text says, God said to Jonah, Is doing good infuriating to you because of the vine? 
All right, so I know that the translation, my translation here is a little bit awkward, but that's, I translated it this way because I wanted to bring out the parallels of uh, Jonah's anger, his, his fury in the text, and also to show the parallels between uh, this verse here and the nearly identical question in verse four. All right, so that's sort of why I've translated uh, this verse that way. It'll be, it'll read different in, in your English translation, whatever it is you're using. But uh, in verse four, the question was in regard to whether or not it was good for God to spare the city of Nineveh. Here, the question is whether or not it was good for God to kill the plant. All right, and so that's what God says there. You know, I'm asking about the plant this time, right there at the end, because of the vine. So uh, God is basically saying to Jonah, I killed the plant, Jonah, and according to you, that should be good. So why are you still angry? Sort of a strange question, isn't it? God asks Jonah why he is angry about a dead plant. What does God mean by this question? Well, it's obvious, right? (laughs) I mean, Jonah liked the plant, but uh, God sent a worm to kill it. So naturally, Jonah is angry. You know, in, in, verses, in verse 1, Jonah was angry because Nineveh was not destroyed. And then in, uh, here in verse 9, he is angry because the tree, the vine, is destroyed. All right? The thing is, is there's something else strange going on here in the text. Uh, God, God doesn't point out to Jonah his anger over the plant because Jonah's unaware of it. Jonah's Jonah's fully aware that he is angry about the plant. God points it out for a completely different reason altogether. The most common suggestion of what's happening here when when Jonah gets angry is that uh, Jonah, you know, here's the common suggestion. Jonah feels like he's a pretty righteous guy and that God should uh, bless him and uh, do good things to him while killing and destroying the wicked and evil people of Nineveh. And so God is trying to point out to Jonah here in the text that Jonah also is a sinner and um, he deserves the just divine judgment or justice punishment from God. And now that Jonah's finally starting to experience some of that, he doesn't like it and so he gets angry. He doesn't like that he himself is being compared to the wicked and evil people of Nineveh. And, And God's trying to point out to Jonah, Jonah, you're not as great of a guy as you think you are. Uh, if I was going to exact judgment and, and punish the people of, of Nineveh for their sin, then I also would punish you for yours, all right? That is sort of the way Jonah is often taught, and uh, that's often the way this text is preached from pulpits, all right? So um, th- that's how many people read and explain the text. The thing is, that way of reading the text doesn't actually fit the facts or even the flow of the story up to this point. I've been trying to point it out as we go along, but all the way through the story, we have seen that Jonah is trying to get God to judge him, to punish him, to pour out divine justice upon him, right? Even to kill him. That's what we've been seeing all the way through the story. And so if God finally starts to do that by killing this plant, he gives him shade, Jonah enjoys the shade, and now a little bit of justice comes from God in killing the plant so Jonah doesn't get shade anymore. Well, if that was the case, then Jonah should be thrilled because this is what he's been trying to get God to do. He should be happy. But he isn't. Instead, 
he just gets angrier. Now why? Why does Jonah get angry when he finally seems to get what he's been wanting to get all along in the text? The reason is because God, well, he is trying to teach Jonah something, all right? There definitely is a lesson here from God to Jonah. It's just not a lesson that Jonah likes, all right? So, to to understand what the lesson is uh, from God to Jonah, again, we need to just sort of remind ourselves what happened in verses 5 through 8, all right? Now why he's angry or why he's become more furious, all right? So, um, basically, you, I mean, I don't need to recall everything. We had the vine grow and then the, the shade and the shade taken away, the worm and the, the, the wind come and, and tear down Jonah's shack. We talked about that last week uh, in our study of verse 8. Um, but the question from verse 9 is, uh, near, again, nearly identical to the question of verse 4. Okay, again, let me just read it. God said to Jonah, is doing good infuriating to you, you know, because of the vine? All right, notice what God is referring to here. The vine was just recently killed because of a worm. All right, so so what is strange about God's question here is that God is asking it not about the vine growing, but about the vine getting killed. How God sent a worm to kill the vine. Right? And then God says, so that was good, right? In other words, God is saying, when I killed the vine, that was good, Jonah, right? Uh, the, the vine, when, 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 when the worm killed it, you wanted me to do good, and I've just done good in killing that vine. Doesn't that seem weird? What is good about killing the vine? You know, the, the, we're, su- we're supposed to wonder, well, no, wait a second here. Killing the vine is good? How is that good? The vine hadn't done anything to deserve death. How could it be good for God to kill the vine? The truth of the matter is that, are you ready? From God's perspective, it wasn't good. It's not evil, by the way. We're not saying that God did something sinful here, right? Plant doesn't have a soul, um, and so it's not sinful, it's not evil to kill a plant. Right? We see this later even when the Gospels with, with Jesus in that fig tree. All right, But um, look, <clears throat> God had killed this vine here through the worm, yes, through the agency of the worm. But, it's, it, but, but um, God didn't want to do this. All right, Just as God did not want to destroy Nineveh, so also God himself did not want to destroy the vine. All right, God sent the vine, caused it to grow, and then killed the vine through the worm as an object lesson to help Jonah view Nineveh through God's eyes. That is the key here. God sent the worm to kill the plant as a way of illustrating to Jonah what Jonah wanted done with Nineveh. And now that Jonah's upset about the plant dying, God wants to know why. Let's just back up a little bit. Jonah said earlier in the text that it would have been good for God to destroy Nineveh. And the fact that God did not destroy Nineveh, well, that's evil. So now God has created this little object lesson for Jonah and grows this vine and kills the vine and then says, hey, Jonah, I did something good. 
You wanted me to destroy Nineveh? I didn't. So, we're using a plant instead. I destroyed the vine. Wasn't that good of me, Jonah? You know, the question of God could be phrased this way. Hey, hey, Jonah, I thought you wanted me to kill things. Remember, you got upset when I didn't kill the Ninevites, so I killed the plant. But now you're angry about it? Why are you angry, Jonah, about the good thing I did in killing the plant? Yeah, it really seems like a silly question, doesn't it? I mean, from, from a human perspective, the answer is obvious. Jonah's angry that God killed the plant because the plant hadn't done anything to deserve death. And, and in fact, the plant was doing something good for Jonah. And Jonah doesn't want God to just go around killing things, right? None of us want that. Nobody wants God to just be this violent person who goes around destroying things willy-nilly for no good reason. No, there has to be good reason to destroy things. Things that deserve punishment should get destroyed. Jonah believes that the Ninevites deserved death, and so when God did not kill them, Jonah accused God of doing evil. The plant, though, the plant's not like Nineveh. The plant is, is morally neutral. The plant had done nothing deserving death, and so it was not good for God to kill it. As God asks this, this silly question to Jonah, you can almost see Jonah rolling his eyes and saying, Oh, God, you can't compare the plant with Nineveh. You know, the plant is innocent and therefore should live. Nineveh is guilty and therefore should die. God, I can't believe I'm having to explain this to you. <laughs> when God asked Jonah, was it good of me to kill the vine the way you wanted me to kill Nineveh? The answer, obviously, is no. <laughs> the vine had done nothing evil. It did not deserve to die. But do you see what God is doing? He has raised an incredibly challenging idea in the mind of Jonah, and in our own minds as well. A little seed of how to view Nineveh from God's perspective. By comparing the innocent plant to Nineveh, God is implying that just as the plant was innocent and therefore did not deserve to die, so also Nineveh is innocent and does not deserve to die. Oh, that's ridiculous. Right? <laughs> we all know we're guilty sinners, right? We've all sinned grievously against God. Um, we all deserve death, don't we? Wages of sin is death. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? All of our righteous works are like filthy rags. We know the verses, okay? Uh, so when God compares an innocent plant to the city of Nineveh, we, along with Jonah, loudly object. God, no, you, <laughs> God, I mean, come on. The innocent Nineveh? No, the vine innocent, yes, did not deserve death. But you're not seriously saying, God, that Nineveh is like the vine, and that Nineveh also is innocent, just like the vine, right? Oh, sure, the plant's innocent, but that can't be true of Nineveh, could it? Hmm. Well, God has something to say about that very question in verses 10 and 11, which we will look at next week, most likely. But first, uh, look at how Jonah responds to God in the second half of verse 9. Jonah answers God by saying, Doing good is infuriating to me, unto death. 
All right. In other words, Jonah's saying, yes, God, your way of doing good, this way of doing good, if you call this good, God, yes, it's infuriating to me. You spared evil from death, but then you killed an innocent plant. If that's how you work, God, damn me, because I'm done with you. You might say, oh, Jeremy, he doesn't say that. <laughs> you inserted that language in there. Actually, I found a couple scholars, uh, reputable you know, Hebrew Bible scholars, who uh, point out that those final words of Jonah's there, Jonah's statement there, it's quite r- very rare, this, uh, this construction here. And um, it is, the, the, the literal word is death, but the construction is, where, is quite rare. And so uh, what they think is that this was a curse. Um, similar to damn me, or I'm damned angry, something like that, all right? That's what Jonah's saying here. Damn me to death, God, something like that. Damn me to hell, maybe, even something like that. All right, that's what Jonah's saying here. He's, he's calling down a curse upon himself. Jonah truly is angry at God. He's disgusted with God. And you want to know what's happening here? This is Jonah's final attempt in the book to get God to damn him and kill him. Remember, we've been seeing this all the way through the stories. Well, all the way from chapter one, when Jonah went the opposite direction. God says, go to Nineveh. Jonah gets on a boat headed for Tarshish. Jonah knew he couldn't escape God. What we've seen as we've been going along is that Jonah has been trying to get God to kill him. And here we see the same thing again. Now here, Jonah's upset because God doesn't seem to understand the human desire for justice. God's gotten it all backwards. He lets evil go unpunished in the city of Nineveh, and then he kills an innocent plant. And of course, the plant, remember, is related to Israel. It's not about the plant at all, really. And this is Jonah's complaint. Again, remember, Jonah knows that by not killing the evil Ninevites, they are going to come and kill the innocent Israelites. Jonah's saying, you know, God, your people, okay, we're not perfect, but we're not like those Ninevites. Compared to them, we're saints, God. We're relatively innocent. They are the evil, violent, wicked sinners, God. So kill them and protect your own people, the Israelites. And now God has shown and he wants to do the opposite, in a sense, from Jonah's perspective anyway. All right, and so, so Jonah's saying, your kind of good is not good at all, God. So damn me. I don't want any part with you. If that's the way you are, God, then just kill me and be done with it. Now, does Jonah mean this? I sincerely think he does. Jonah, like many of us, is very patriotic. He loves his people very much and his country and his nation, their traditions and their history. So much so that Jonah doesn't want anything to threaten that. And in fact, if anybody does, then he thinks that that threat, in this case, the Assyrians, the people of Nineveh, they should be killed. Okay, and now Jonah has played a small part in making sure that Nineveh is not destroyed. When he went and preached to them, okay, that little half-hearted sermon of his, and then there's a citywide repentance so that they were not destroyed. Now Jonah feels that he is somewhat responsible for delivering them from destruction. So, so Jonah's disgusted with God and he's disgusted with himself. He's furious that God made him participate in this terrible plan to rescue the enemies of Israel from destruction. So Jonah curses himself, calls on God once more to kill him. It's this one last attempt in the story to get God to operate according to the human ideas of justice. 
Jonah is, once again, trying to goad God into killing him in response to Jonah's blatant sin, rebellion, anger, and cursing. All right? And Jonah knows that if he is able to get God to kill him for his sin, then he will have a good case, he can make a good case, that God should also kill the Ninevites for theirs. In other words, Jonah's willing to sacrifice himself for the sake of his people. He's willing to die and be cursed even if it means that the people of Nineveh will also die. But as the story closes, we know very well that God does not kill Jonah, even though he does deserve it. And instead, in verses 10 and 11, God will explain to Jonah why he acts the way he does towards the wicked and evil and violent people of Nineveh. And that's where we'll pick back up next week. Now, I started today's podcast by asking if you've ever been disgusted with God. And we've seen here that Jonah is so disgusted with God that he calls down a curse upon himself. He asks God to kill him, to damn him. He wants nothing to do with God. And do you know what is so beautiful about the text? In the following two verses, the final two verses, which we'll look at later, God never chides Jonah for his anger, never rebukes Jonah, Definitely doesn't kill Jonah or damn Jonah to hell the way Jonah asks for. Instead, God just gently and lovingly responds to Jonah. God continues to love Jonah as God also continues to love the people of Nineveh. And even the cattle, and presumably even the plants. Do you know what this means? It means that no matter what, Regardless of what you have said or done, even regardless of how disgusted you might feel about God's behavior at times, all it really means is you've misunderstood God. The truth of the matter that we're seeing here in Jonah, and we'll see more as we close out our study in the next two episodes, God will always love you and never leave you or forsake you. And we'll consider this truth more in the following verses, so so make sure you join us then. No matter what you felt about God or his treatment of you in the past, know that he will always leave you, (laughs) never leave you, and always love you. That's what we're seeing in the story of Jonah. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast is encouraging and helpful to you. And remember, if you'd like to support the podcast as well as my books and blog, there are two ways to do that. And as we close out this year, I would greatly appreciate either way. If you can make the donation, just go to redeeminggod.com partner. You can set up a one-time gift or a recurring donation there. And second, which is actually my preference because it allows me to say thank you to you in a better way, you can join my online discipleship group. To join, you just go to redeeminggod.com slash join, and you can join the monthly uh, donation gift amount of $9 per month or the annual one of $89 per year. And the reason I prefer this one is because then you get access to all of my online courses as well. There's Right now, there's about $1,000 worth of Bible and theology courses that I then get to make available to you at no additional charge. They're free for you. 
uh, after you help partner with me in that way. So it's, it's my way of saying thank you to you when you say thank you to me for the work on this podcast and my book, books and my blog. Okay, so anyway, thank you in advance for your help. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we pick back up in our study of Jonah 4.10. Until then, and as always, keep following Jesus wherever it is he leads. Music